Hi, I'm Delphine Germa from the Contextual Safeguarding Network, and I'm here with Simone Nyako, a consultant social worker in the Contextual Safeguarding Team in Hackney. Simone will be talking about a safety mapping exercise, which she developed to help practitioners identify areas of risks and safety in their local neighbourhood. And this exercise can be used for safety planning with children, families and networks. So thank you, Simone, for talking to me today. Thanks for having me. So first of all, could you tell us about the purpose of this safety mapping exercise and how it was developed? Um, I suppose it was, it's, it's not a new tool, it's something that our gangs unit have been using for a while in terms of the physical map to look at where young people could be safe. Um, from a social care perspective, I suppose, it was, I, I kind of thought that it may be useful to kind of evolve the process a little bit more particularly around young people who aren't necessarily going to be able to find safety in the borough um, quite readily or easily. So it was about um, laying over a traffic light tool to enable young people to think about red for danger, amber for could be safe and green for safety, and think helping that young person think about where, even in their danger spaces, they could find safety. Great. And what are the benefits of carrying out safety mapping with young people? Um, I think it's about allowing them to have a picture of what is happening for them. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, sometimes it's really easy to live in the moment, but it's really useful for both practitioners and young people to have a real graphic um, evidence of what their day-to-day -day experience is. Um, it's one of the things um, for, for young people that enables them to think about where they're particularly, um, or they consider themselves to be particularly at risk, um, and for practitioners to look at those areas and think with that young pe person about what physical space there is for safety, but also what people are safe in that space. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean for um, a young person to move physically from A to B, mm. um, but also what they could do in terms of who is safe in that area and how they could most easily access that person. So maybe telephone numbers of safe people in the area, if, even if the area is unsafe for them. And how would a practitioner go about using the safety mapping exercise? Um, I think the, the best thing is to have it on A3 or larger mm. print um, so that the street names are visible so that the young person can, can walk you through what is happening for them on, on, on a daily um, basis. I think um, you definitely need either colours or stickers. Um, the, the traffic light tool says red, yellow, green, but I suppose it, it depends on what's meaningful for that young person. So you could have um, different colour stickers, you could have different colour pens, and they can map it out for you. So you could either draw on a physical laminated map, or you could stick um, stickers on the map itself to enable them to show you where's safe and not so safe for them, and why they think it is. Because I think what we've noted as practitioners is that what we think as safe or unsafe for young people very much differs in the child's mind right. um, and so for them um, they will say 
that they are safe in a particular area mm. even if we know that harm has happened to them in that area or that there's potential that they could be the perpetrator of harm in that area um, so it's really useful for us to have a look at what is happening for them um, and help them to unpick who's safe, who's not safe, where they can be safe, or who is most risky mm. for them. Yeah. If they're with this group of people in this specific area, does that increase the risk for them? And if so, how would they find safety at that time? Great, that sounds very useful. And what should practitioners do once they have completed the safety plan? Um, so it's not a static tool. Um, it's it definitely designed to, to be dynamic. So it's about reviewing it. So once that young person, you have to be able to sense check that with the young person. Mm -hmm. Is this right for you? And what would how would I know if something had changed in your map? What would I see for you? Um, is it that you wouldn't be in a certain location or that you would be there more? Um, it, it's really important to continue to sense check um, the map with a young person because otherwise it ends up being a static document and it doesn't mean, and it means that something might change that you may not be aware of as a practitioner and then you can't plan for risk. Mm. Something might change in the young person's experience, which means that the whole map has, has moved and shifted, which then means it's, it's not a safety map. And lastly, do you have any key tips on conducting this exercise or any learning from this process that you would like to share? What I would say is that it is, for me, imperative that whoever does the mapping process with this young person has a relationship. Mm. Um, because, unfortunately, if the young person thinks or feels that they are doing this exercise for your benefit, it's unlikely that they're going to share accurate information they don't share accurate information, then the safety map is nil and void. It's not going to be a safety map. Right. Or you're going to mm. design an intervention based on information that is flawed mm. or, or um, you've got half of the information and therefore it's not a safety map. It can only be a safety map if that's what the young person believes is true. Um, and for me, that can only come if you have a relationship with that person. So that honest, open direct practice working relationship is imperative otherwise your safety plan um, is unlikely to be safe great well thank you very much simone for developing this really useful tool and for talking to us about it thanks Duffy.